like NASCAR? Do you like a tribe called Quest? Well, you gonna love the urban conservative. Do you like manwich and nachos? Well, then you'd love the urban conservative. Do you like guns? Do you like butter? Well, you're going to love the urban conservative. Yo, what's good, son? You like pit bulls, say? You like solving Sudoku puzzles? Then you're going to love the urban conservative. Hey, buddy, if your car making a sound like this, you might want to get you some power steering fluid and check out the Urban Conservative Podcast. Are you repulsed by the idea of drag queen story time at your local library, but enjoy Carol Baskin TikTok memes? Then you would enjoy the Urban Conservative. Just because you're black doesn't mean you have to vote Democrat. This year, in order to see benefits for our communities, we need to vote outside the box. Find out more by visiting us at TUConservative.com. This season of the Urban Conservative Podcast is brought to you by Newton for Senate, working to improve education, reduce taxes, and keep North Carolina number one for business. Find out more at newtonforsenate.com. This episode of the Urban Conservative has also been sponsored by Case Technology Consulting. Help your business get value out of its data and become more efficient and streamlined. Case Technology Consulting. Check out the link in the description. What up, ladies and gentlemen? Top of the morning to you. This is Adul Ali. You're checking out the best 30-minute morning show on the planet. Welcome to Top of the Morning. You're checking us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Also, check out the show on Millennium News 24. You can do that by grabbing the Millennium News 24 app anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're also available. So if you're on a platform that you listen to stuff and we're not on there, let us know. Uh, really appreciate you all joining us. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I got to give a big shout out to the Concord Cabarrus Martin Luther King Day Celebration Committee. They had an amazing event yesterday. Got to give a big up to County Commissioner Steve Morris and um, uh, Kenny Workman for dropping in, as well as school board member Laura Blackwell. And we had some of our executive committee members, Kat Bonsmore, Greg Mills, and uh, good, good showing there in Concord at the MLK event. So uh, if you're taking today off uh, because it is MLK Day, good on you. As you can see, we here at the Urban Conservative, we ain't taking no days off. We don't get no days off around here because we got to bring you the content. People love the content, so we got to get you the content, folks. Uh, morning mug shot, folks. So this is where we are, all right? This is where we are this morning, folks. There you go. Exclusive 
Frederick Douglass Foundation mug. You could go over to frederickdouglassfdfnc.org. Get yourself one of these handy-dandy Frederick Douglass Foundation mugs. And we're back on coffee. Okay, we were on um, tea and and, then hot chocolate last week. We're back on coffee. So, all right, guys, we're going to jump right into this. Uh, How do I explain this? I think uh, people are giving George Santos a bunch of heck uh, because of some uh, lies that he's told, some mistruths. And somehow, for some reason, we seem to want to give Biden, continuously give Biden a pass. At least the left-leaning media wants to give Biden a pass. We know he was not top of his class in law school. He was somewhere near the bottom of his class in law school. We know he was never a coal miner, a hard coal miner, anthracite coal, as he said. We know he never did that. We we know he never uh, went to jail to go visit Nelson Mandela. We know that. We, we know he didn't do any of that. But check this out. It gets better. So in honor of MLK weekend, uh, Joseph R., And remember, the R stands for really don't know where he's at. Good old Joseph R. took a trip to Ebenezer Baptist Church, which is the church of Martin Luther King. And uh, how do I put this? He stood in the pulpit of the church and told a bold faced. I was surprised lightning didn't strike him down right then and there just because of the, the insanity. That is what you all are about to hear. This dude. Just, just listen to this. Just, And I've got it slowed down. Don't worry. He already talks slow. But I slowed this down because I want y'all to hear this. Here you I'm go. I'm going to say one thing to rest. I may be a practicing Catholic. I used to go to 730 Mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. Look at the people in the background, y'all. They don't even know. They don't. They could care less what he is talking about. Look at that lady face right there. She's like, what is he talking about? Look at her. She's like, what is he talking about? I don't understand it. Not a joke. Andy knows this. And let's say one thing to rest. I Uh might be a practicing Catholic. (laughs) I used to go to 730 Mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. All right. So here's the interesting thing about this whole situation. Nobody remembers Biden going to the black church. Okay. These remarks he was giving to celebrate the birthday of MLK. He repeated the questionable claim that he frequented a black church during the civil rights movement. And and, and listen, nobody at the church remembers him going. Okay. Nobody remembers the man being there. Okay. It's just like this whole thing with him going to jail, uh, visiting Nelson Mandela. It's absolutely ridiculous. Okay. And at some point, he doesn't even remember that, but that's why he doesn't remember them documents. And y'all stay tuned tonight on The Urban Conservative. We're going to talk more about that 8 o'clock live tonight. So here you have the president of the United States who can barely remember where he is. Even if I speed that up to regular speed, the man sounds slurred. He sounds not all there. And I was talking to somebody over the weekend and they said, you know, it it appears that he has onset, you know, early stages of dementia, you know, and this is this is what y'all voted for. Nobody on the left is going to tell me this is true. Listen, one one more time. We're going to we're going to let it rock for you. One thing to rest. I may be a practicing Catholic. I used to go to 730 mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. 
Not a joke. Andy knows this. Unless nobody believes you, bro. No, nobody in that audience believes you. No, nobody, bro. You you did not go to the black church. You might have walked by a black church. You you might have happened to knew some people that went to a black church. But he's made these claims before. Uh, he's made the claim to be, you know, his house burned with his wife in it during his 2020 campaign. Biden frequently mentioned how he would help organize anti-segregation protests at Union Baptist Church, a prominent church led by the late Reverend Otis Herring in Wilmington. And this was the claim. He said, when I was a teenager in Delaware, for real, I got involved in the civil rights movement at Bethlehem Baptist Church in South Carolina. I'd go to eight o'clock mass and I'd go to Reverend Herring's church where we'd meet in order to organize and figure out where we were going to go, whether we were going to desegregate the Rialto movie theater or what we were going to do. While uh, Richard Smith, the former director of the Delaware a NAACP, de defended Biden in the 2019 opping ed, we know Joe is the ally who was there beside us to protest the theater's discriminatory policy, moviegoers based on race. His claim about attending Herring's church was disputed. Okay. Then he lied about the Amtrak story for the fifth time. Okay? He didn't go to that church. So, so folks, what you got here is a president who has dementia. This dude is like early stage Alzheimer's. He don't know where, when, or, or what he is doing at this point. Because he's repeating these lies. And then the sad part is all of these people in the background, all of these people in the church are complicit in this foolishness. And that's a great question. Shouts out to Allison Powers. That's a great question. How can you be a practicing Catholic? Didn't somebody deny him? Uh, 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 didn't somebody deny him entry to the church or say he can't take communion or something like that because of his views on, on abortion, him and Pelosi? I mean, and how are you a practicing Christian of any sort and you're in favor of late stage abortion? I don't understand that. How are you a practicing Christian of any kind? When you're in favor of the policies that the left is is proposing and the radical leftist Democrat socialists are proposing. So shame on you, Joe Biden. You're the you're just an idiot. OK, and uh, check this out. Former Joe President Joe Biden, Vice President Biden, was denied communion Sunday at a Catholic church in South Carolina over his support for abortion rights. Father Robert Moray, the pastor at St. Anthony Catholic Church in Florence, had mentioned this to the Florence Morning News, and this was back in 2019. So you couldn't even get communion, bruh. Joseph R., the R stands for rarely knows what he's talking about, right? Really doesn't know where he's at. Ladies and gentlemen, you're checking out Top of the Morning. We're going to be right back after a very quick commercial break with our next story. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Just because you're black doesn't mean you have to vote Democrat. This year, in order to see benefits for our communities, we need to vote outside the box. Find out more by visiting us at TUConservative.com. Welcome back to Top of the Morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Adul Ali. You're checking out the best 30-minute morning show on the planet. If you appreciate what we do on the platform, go ahead and send us some love by getting that Hamilton plan over at TUConservative.com. It's good for a year. You'll get the blog, you'll get the news feed, and you'll get the special heads up when we're going to do events in a neighborhood near you. So again, that is TUConservative.com. Also, as you see on your screen, if you want to throw us some love on the Cash App, that is dollar sign TUConservative. Make sure you jump on over to our YouTube channel, TUC Twins. Give us a follow there and also hit that notification button so you know every time we go live. Again, mugshot of the morning. 
If you want a handy-dandy Frederick Douglass Foundation mug, go ahead and support the foundation by visiting fdfnc.org. Now, second story of the day is going to be very interesting, folks. Uh, Before I mention this, one of the things that we do here, and sometimes you guys get to come along with us on the, the journey that is learning, okay? Sometimes we don't know everything. A lot of times we don't know everything, especially about people in the media, in the news, you know, public figures, politicians. We learned a whole lot about Kevin McCarthy last week during the whole speaker, a week and a half ago during the speaker vote. We learned how he was an independent small business owner and understood what it's like to grow a small business. People tend to throw folks under the bus when they say, oh, you're successful. And Walter Williams said it the best. He said, the wonderful thing about America is while you may know how someone ends up, that is, you may know they end up successful, you can never really be quite sure of how they started. And that is the beautiful thing about this country. And one of the things that I'm learning this morning is all about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now, as you all know, President Trump has announced that he is seeking the Republican nomination for the presidency in 2024, but he has yet to announce a running mate. And there's a couple of names on that shortlist. One of the names that happened to be on that shortlist is our good friend here, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now, the interesting thing about Marjorie Taylor Greene is I didn't know a whole lot about the lady, but it turns out she has a lifetime of business experience growing up working in her family's company. Back in 2002, she purchased Taylor Commercial, a commercial construction and renovation company, and the company has since managed about a quarter of a billion dollars of construction projects. Now, what that tells me as a female in the construction business is she is no joke. She started, grew, and sold a thriving CrossFit gym in Georgia and has become one of the uh, top CrossFit gyms in the country. And I guess that gives her a unique perspective on how to succeed from the ground up through true hard work and financial responsibility. Now, on the education front, she graduated from the University of Georgia, got a bachelor's in business administration. She's been involved in her community and her children's school and active on a national level as the national director of Family America Project. She is a Christian three children, Lauren Taylor and Derek, and believes the best part of her life is being a mother and spending time with her family. She represents the uh, she represents a portion of Georgia, for those that don't know. And when you look at her sponsored legislation, and the reason I'm mentioning this is because she is potentially going to be Trump's running mate. Now, there's a short list of people, as we said, that that's, you know, looking to be Donald Trump's running mate. And uh, as Vanity Fair is reporting, he's sifting through the list of binders of MAGA women to find the next running mate. So rather than choose a safe, conventional option, he appears to be running with a loyalist. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Elise Stefanik have been thrown into that mix. But let me tell you something. At the end of the day, I think that's a powerhouse right there. You put Donald Trump and Marjorie Taylor Greene together. Woo. Now, that to me would be the leftist nightmare. Right. Donald Trump added again. I don't see um, anybody really coming out of the woodwork on the Republican side that'll get the nomination over Trump. I think what the media is trying to do is give the American public Trump fatigue. Okay, and this didn't help. This Biden document thing is definitely not helping in the way of, of slowing down Trump's momentum. Now, Paul Ryan came out and said some stupid things and said, oh, Trump is a, what did he say? He's a, a, a habitual loser or something along those lines. But you got to remember, for every, for every loss, 
that Trump had during the 2022 um, general election, during the midterms, he had like five, 10 wins for every loss. So it's like, y'all are saying, look, he he cost us the, the, Trump cost us the Senate seat in Georgia. Look, guys, you can't lay everything at the feet of Donald Trump here. And I like Herschel Walker. I do. We supported Herschel Walker here on the Urban Conservative. But let me tell you something. Trump it did not cost us that seat. Herschel Walker cost us that seat. And this is the saying, former House Speaker Ryan says, Donald Trump is a proven loser and fading fast. And he said that on CNN, okay? Uh, uh, of On CNN, of all places. So Paul Ryan, right, is, is out here backstabbing Republicans, backstabbing Trumps, uh, saying that Trump is fading fast. But I think putting somebody like Marjorie Taylor Greene on <laughs> as his vice president, a strong, conservative, Christian female who calls it like she sees it yeah folks i think that might be a good move i don't know that donald trump sees this i I don't know that he's gonna see this right but i do know that if he does see it i would be in favor of a marjorie taylor green if nothing else whoever the if marjorie taylor green has to debate (laughs) whoever she debates woo that's gonna be fun Y'all got to tell me, would that, would y'all like to see, get in the comment section, let us know, who would you like to see Trump winning with as a VP? Would it be Marjorie Telly Green? Would it be Elise Stefanik? Um, let me know who you think it is. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Um, we may even start a poll there on the page. But here's the other thing about this, the final thing I'm going to say on this. The idea, somehow, that, that, Marjorie Taylor Greene is a conspiracy theorist. Trump is a conspiracy theorist. There's somehow, some way, these are like, you know, far, far to the right, right? It is, it is too much. Um, it's too much for the media, okay? It's too much for the media to handle two strong conservatives like that, okay? It's, it's too, too much for them. So we've got to take a look at this again. Y'all get in the comments. Let us know. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Elise Stefanik. Could you see him picking Ron DeSantis as a running mate? Who do you think Trump is going to grab as a running mate? The story right now is Marjorie Taylor Greene is in the forefront of that. So we are going to take a very quick commercial break right here on top of the morning. We're going to be right back in just a few moments with our last story of the day. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. This season of the Urban Conservative Podcast is brought to you by Newton for Senate, working to improve education, reduce taxes, and keep North Carolina number one for business. Find out more at newtonforsenate.com. This episode of the Urban Conservative has also been sponsored by Case Technology Consulting. Help your business get value out of its data and become more efficient and streamlined. Case Technology Consulting. Check out the link in the description. folks welcome back to top of the morning the best 30 minute morning show on the planet we appreciate you being here my name is adul ali and again thanks for joining us very interesting so uh y'all know we've been critical of gavin newsom we've been critical of california we wished for go for the love of god we wished 
that Larry Elder would have become the governor of California. That would have been an amazing, amazing thing for us to have Larry Elder as California's governor. But this new law that got passed and that went into effect in California is absolutely ridiculous. We talked about this a little bit the other day. And before we head out of here today and talk about MLK and, and the, is the dream still alive, it, it, this idea that you will have illegal immigrants, okay, illegal immigrants policing legal citizens. So this new law that goes into effect in 2023 changed the qualifications to become a police officer in California. Now, the... San Diego, this is from the, the state senator lady who introduced the bill. The San Diego Police Department has lost over 500 officers since July of 2020. That's drastic. We need everyone we can to be able to, we need everyone we can to be able to be a police officer. However, we are not in favor of reducing the requirements and lowering the standards, said Sergeant Jared Wilson, speaking as president and on behalf of the San Diego Police Officers Association. They do have concerns about the new law that changed the qualifications. Prior to January 1st, you had to be a United States citizen or a permanent resident to qualify for that job. That is no longer the case. Anyone who is legally authorized to work in the United States, uh, to work in the state of California, with the proper green card or visa, is eligible to become a police officer. Now, what this does, because this law is what they're saying, is that there are, are what California determines as a legal standard, and then there's what the federal government determines as a legal standard. And we know, we all know, because we're all on the conservative side of things, that California is a sanctuary state. Y'all are all about giving some illegals some benefits. Y'all are all about getting them over there. Y'all are all about giving them the right to vote because you realize your grip on Hispanic and black communities is dropping. You know, you're, you're losing your grip. Y'all are looking for every single way you can to perpetuate yourselves in power. And this here is going to be absolutely tragic. And I'm telling you, the first time an illegal alien or somebody in the country illegally does something negative to a citizen, I have a feeling things are going to erupt in a major way. Now, the fact of the matter is, is this. There are tens and tens of thousands of people who come to this country every year that raise their right hand and take the oath to become a citizen. And they do it the right way. This is how you should do it. You should go through the system, assimilate, become a part of American society, learn the language. Okay. At what point, and this, this is always weird to me out. It's like, Imagine me trying to go get citizenship in like Turkmenistan or Azerbaijan or someplace. I don't speak the language. I don't know the culture. Why would I want to be a citizen there unless there was something in it for me? Now, I get this idea of America being an open country, being an open nation and being willing to bring people in from other countries. That's absolutely the fact that it matters. We're willing to bring people in from other places. But this idea that you're just going to skip over the border, get a job, and, and do something. Now, that's not going to work, especially considering what's happening in California with the crime out of control, the fentanyl coming across the southern border. And we're not going to pretend that we don't know where this fentanyl is coming from. We're not going to pretend like we don't. We got a comment here. Yeah, I know, Allison, that's absolutely crazy. But I mean, y'all do the research. Y'all take a look. You know, th these are a va valid point. What if they're owned by the cartels? You know, that car gets a pass with 20,000 tons of fentanyl in it. You know, we're, we're not going to pull over certain people. You know, there, there are so many problems with this law in California that it is a it is a terrible idea. 
Senator Skinner said it was uh, the University of California Police Department that first reached out and pushed for the change. During a time when police departments across the state are struggling to fill positions, UC David Police Chief Joe Farrow testified at an Assembly Public Safety Committee hearing in June of 2002 um, that they see a lot of stellar candidates in their programs who ultimately they can't hire because they ain't legal. Because you ain't in the country legal. All right. Senate Bill 960 passed. Changing things for people like UC Davis graduate and DACA recipient Ernesto Maron, who attended the UC Police Academy and passed the background check, but wasn't eligible to be hired as an officer. The bill, this is him speaking, will allow me and countless others the opportunity to fulfill my dream and to serve the community where I was raised. How about we make him a citizen first? How about we have some American citizens? Okay. How about we get rid of the good old boy system where the chief's cousin nephew friend can do that okay how about we change the system okay and here's the bill right here an act to amend section 1031 of and repeal go back down and repeal section 103.5 of the america of the government code to repeal that this is ridiculous you know this idea that we're just gonna let people who are not in the country okay Existing law establishes the commission of a peace officer, standards and training within the department, blah, 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 blah. Existing law requires peace officers in this state to meet specified minimum standards, including among other requirements, being at least 18 years of old, of age, being of good moral character as determined through a background investigation and being either a citizen of the United States or a permanent resident who is eligible for and has applied for citizenship as uh, except as prescribed. This bill would provide that those standards shall be interpreted and applied consistent with the federal law and regulations as specified. This bill would remove the provision that requires peace officers to either be a citizen of the United States or a permanent resident who is eligible for. There you go. You're done. It ain't no, it's no if, ands, or buts about it. This bill would remove the provision that requires peace officers to either be a citizen of the United States or be a permanent resident who is eligible for and has applied for citizenship and would instead require peace officers to be legally authorized to work in the United States and make conforming changes. Come on, folks. This is not a good idea, okay? Under the existing law, the minimum education requirement for peace officers is a high school graduation from a public school or other credited high school passing an equivalency test or high school proficiency exam or attaining a two-year four-year advanced degree from an accredited institution. Existing law requires accreditation be from a state or local government agency, a regional accrediting association, an accrediting association recognized by the U.S. Department of Education, or an organization holding full membership in specified organizations, including advanced ed. This bill would revise the accreditation standards to include an organization holding full membership in Cognia. This is nuts, folks. This is absolutely psychotic, what they are attempting to do in California. I hope and pray that Republicans in California fight this tooth and nail. It's already passed the Senate bill, so it's law already. But you got to just think about what this means for our country, folks. Just think about what this means for the United States. We're going to take a real, real quick commercial break, and we're going to come back and talk about MLK before we cut out. You're watching Top of the Morning. We'll be right back. Just because you're black doesn't mean you have to vote Democrat. This year, in order to see benefits for our communities, we need to vote outside the box. Find out more by visiting us at TUConservative.com.
Welcome back to Top of the Morning, folks. Adul Ali here. Thank you so much for being with us. And it's it's MLK Day. So I think it is a it's an interesting thing in 2023, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, how divided our country is uh, along political lines. Uh, I, we here believe that the the dream of Martin Luther King, you know, that vision of people being judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. Um, is alive and well. And I think a lot of us still believe that in this country. You know, it is a it is a very telling thing that in 2023, we have people uh, who still want to divide us according to race, who want to divide us according to gender, who want to divide us according to uh, sexual preference, who want to divide us according to religion. And that is not what Martin Luther King Jr. stood for. He stood for us acting together, working together and being together. And to, to be in unity. So do we think the dream of Martin Luther King is alive? We absolutely do think that dream is alive here. We actually support that. We'll continue to fight to make sure things are equal, that the playing field is level for everybody. We hope that you enjoy your Martin Luther King. Take. Just don't use this as a day to go watch football or to play basketball or to lay up. Be of service to somebody today if you can. Help your neighbor out. Help a friend out if you see somebody in need today. And just remember, we're all Americans at the end of the day. We're not it, we shouldn't get lost in the fact that we're Democrats and Republicans, liberals and conservatives. We're all Americans. And if we uh, if we don't paddle together and row together, we'll certainly sink together. So uh, happy MLK Day. I hope you all enjoy it. Thanks for checking out the best 30 minute morning show on the planet. Top of the morning. We'll see you guys tonight at 8 for the Urban Conservative and tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for Top of the Morning with the Dual Ali. For my twin brother, Raheem, Architect Soto, for all of our partners and underwriters, enjoy your MLK Day. We'll see you tonight at 8. Peace.